Welcome to the Only Kids in the Hall podcast, which might be the name we're calling it. We're still not sure, but uh, I'm Nick Ramirez, uh, and I'm joined with Jared Emick and Anna May Lutkin. We're three sketch writers from the UCB theater, I guess is how we describe ourselves for the purpose what? of this podcast. That's not how we define ourselves. I'd, I'd love to. Should we redo? I mean, you want me to start this one, Nick? Because it sounds like there's there's some sort of crisis of, of self going on. I just I feel like oh, we I've got to uh, sell ourselves. Like the, Here's the reason why we feel like... We're three people with a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking into microphones. I don't really see any more reason to have to listen to us. If that's not enough, then tune out now, listener. <laughs> yeah. If you need someone good or important get out of here um but we are continue nick (laughs) (laughs) we are joined today by uh someone who you should listen to um she is a a comedian uh would you describe yourself as uh, she's an actor actress actor actor and comedian and uh, would you describe yourself as a sketch comedian or a sketch comedy writer? I don't know how much writing you do. Anyway, let's just bring her in. His name's Glow Tavares. Hey, Glow, how are you doing? Hi. Yay. Uh, Yay. I do consider myself a sketch actor. I take pride in how good I am at sketch acting. And then other Ooh. acting, I'm like, oh, boy, I, <laughs> I'm in over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What do you? How do you differentiate the two? Glow, oh, what makes sketch acting easier than not sketch acting? Sketch acting is quick. Get to it. You're in, out. You have to like show all emotion, especially live uh, sketch acting. You're just like these are my emotions, and everyone should know because like I can't be subtle. We have to get to the joke. Uh, but mm-hmm. right, TV acting is like. Yes. Who am I? Why? Am I? <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel this way? <laughs> I learned all my acting from high school, so I still do the shit my high school teacher would teach me. She's like, break it up in beats and be like, why am I saying this? Oh. And uh, yeah, I know nothing about acting. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting a new, you know we're getting something. new eyes on this. <laughs> I love acting. Yeah. And tell me, what is comedy? Uh, comedy. It's um, uh, it's well, you don't have to scared. Answer that, I'm ahead. answering it. It's being scared, okay. and then figuring out that you're okay. Whoa. Wow, I like that. But wow. uh, Glow, I wanted to ask you. So you, you, how long were you on Mod Night at UCB? The sketch, com- it's the the weekly sketch comedy showcase night at the UCB theater. I was going to say just as long as Jared, but then I forgot that Jared had another team. So three years. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we changed teams. Like you guys all just stopped <laughs> and I continued. Uh, but yeah, man, oh man, those those f- first three seasons, we were on a sketch team together, Pretty Boys, and uh, it was fantastic. I loved it so much. I mean, we uh, just blessed to be on an incredibly talented team. What what are yeah. what are some of the I have no uh, joke. I'm sorry. I'm just it's just I'm just grateful. Well, what are some of the uh, ideas you pitched that people wrote up? Maybe even Jared wrote up some some cuz you were Jared you were an actor on the so team. many of my ideas. <laughs> Jared wrote so many of my dumb dumb ideas. He made me New York. <laughs> New York City yeah. as an actor auditioning for a role <laughs> in a movie. 
Um, oh, like no when people stupid. say that New York City is like the fifth character or whatever. It's like a that's character right. in a movie. That's right. Uh, he right. wrote it, it was up. Basically, that come to life. <laughs> how did you guys depict? Be- how did you guys depict New York City on stage? <laughs> he, he, Jared, Hello? Jared made a uh, one of those three thing posters. He filled it up with like New York <laughs> shit. <laughs> There was like turds yeah. on it. There was like taxis. Like <laughs> he went to like 42nd Street and just bought up all the fucking like uh like I love New York bullshit. Put it on this. Right, I hung right. it over my um over my like uh neck. neck. Yeah, right. This is a neck. neck. <laughs> and I like, walked in the sideways. thing, the thing between shoulders and head. I had it on that thing. Molly made me uh like a train, like a like a train which is like the back of like a dress made out of garbage bags. So there was like garbage bags <laughs> just trailing. It sounds like me. I just th- think New York is garbage and poop, but it, it I, I, yeah, there was many references. Like, there was know, many references, but it was very funny. And, and like my hair was crazy. And I had like a statue of Liberty uh, hat thing on. And yeah, I got to scream that I, that Toronto wants to be me. <laughs> like, that Toronto, yes. like yes. everyone thinks. I don't think Toronto a lot of people got like that me. joke. I is know. That, is that a, do you guys think that's a thing that people know that people shoot in Toronto? I feel like Toronto is like a better city than New York in a lot of ways. Wow. <laughs> Not just visually. You mean through just completely. Uh, what are the odds that you, we would bring how, up Toronto when we're talking about a show that was filmed in Toronto? Well, you told transition. us to Nick, so you could do the segue. So. <laughs> Are we ready to segue? Yeah. We all got a text really early in the morning. I mean, it sounded like you had something to say, but I, I, don't, I don't want to interrupt. No, I don't story. feel I need to get into it. This is not a show about whether or not Toronto or New York City <laughs> is better. It's a show about kids in the hall, and we should get there. But we'll all know what you said. You like Toronto more. That's not what I said. <laughs> I think Toronto doesn't think about us. That's what I think. That's all. Oh, okay. No. That's fair. Okay, well, that's a perfect segue to our talking about a show filmed in Canada and very it's a very Canadian sketch comedy show. It's the Kids in the Hall. And uh, today we're talking about the third episode of season one from November 7th, 1989. And just to set the stage of, of this November 7th, 1989. This is my favorite part. <laughs> number one of the charts in the U.S. When I See You Smile by Bad English. Do you guys know this song? No. Me neither. I'd never heard it. See you smile means nothing for me, but also number one in Canada, a song that means just as little to me. Sowing <laughs> the seeds of love by Tears for Fears. Weird songs. I don't know these songs. People love Tears for Fears. See yeah, I like the Tears was? for Fears. I mean, I guess I like them in theory, but I, I, I like the songs I've heard, but I never heard that one before. I was surprised it was number, well, number one in Canada. We're not Canadian, so that makes sense. I wouldn't have heard of it. Can I just say, this is the first time oh. I ever watched Kids in the Hall, and I wow. hated it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, Glow, you're in interesting company. I mean, Nick is a super fan. I think that's fair to say. I'm cold, coming in cold to it. And, you know, I've been, some stuff I like, sometimes I don't like. 
And then, May, I think you're kind of the same as me, right? You, you don't have too much exposure to the show, probably a little bit more than me. I think and I you've used to watch so far. a lot when I was younger, but like a lot of the stuff that we've been seeing, I didn't even really remember. So I don't think I was as much of a fan as I thought. <laughs> Nick, correct me if I'm right. <laughs> we all hate this show that Nick loves and brought us together to do a podcast about. I love that. Nick, do you think that uh, it's a bit of a warm up to get into the best stuff? Do you feel like the first season's, uh, you know, a little. I think so. I, I would say or... I would say glow. Don't throw. Don't discard all the kids in the hall. Like uh, if if you see it on TV some other time, maybe give it another chance because I do think the show gets better as it moves along. I mean, this is like these kids. These guys are like twenty in their early twenties. They're writing and performing sketches on TV for the first time. This is the third episode, you know. So I, I think mm-hmm. they got better as they went along. Probably. I think it's also okay to for her to hate it. I like hearing the like position of why people. Oh no, I hate a lot. No, of it. it's yeah, it's sure. for sure okay to for for Glow to hate it, of course. And if you watch it again, you do hate <laughs> it. I totally understand that. I'm just saying this is not maybe this is not the best of the kids in the hall. I feel like is, is all I'm, I'm actually excited to see how and why Glow hated it. So let's get rolling. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about this first sketch. It's the I, we can go ahead and watch the little thing because it's very quick. Not much call for a gunfighter nowadays. Caramel corn. Gun for hire. This one is called Gunslinger 2. <laughs> which apparently I was looking it up and Gunslinger is a sketch that airs like much later in the season. And I guess maybe they shot Gunslinger or they wrote Gunslinger first. And then they said, well, we've got this like costume. Let's just sh- shoot a quick blackout with the with the with the same co- uh, character who is a gunslinger who. Uh, also, it turns out, sells candy from a cart, uh, uh, a, a pedicab cart. Uh, yeah, quick blackout sketch, kind of dumb. What did you guys think? I didn't hate this sketch. I was like, okay, this is silly. The juxtaposition of it. I was like, kind of, <sighs> I just, you know, watching it a second time, it just like boils down to what I hated about the show is that it's not, <laughs> it's just like, randomness for the sake of randomness you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. man if he was doing something else that had to do with guns or the wild west or whatever like do you like monty python glow here we go jared always brings up monty python <laughs> this is- haven't seen a lot of it uh but well, monty python I've, I've seen like i think i saw in high school, my teacher was like, we should all watch the the Goblet movie or whatever it's called. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Goblet movie. The movie about the okay, Goblet. Sure. Yeah. What is it called? Monty Python and the Holy Goblet. The uh, Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. The Holy Monty Grail. Python, the Holy it's Grail. the what, uh, what Christ drank out of our Lord and Savior himself. Maybe <laughs> yeah. your Lord and Savior, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all hate him. <laughs> I also didn't really understand that movie when I was in high school. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. It's just random for the sake of random. And I do enjoy that sometimes, but like, I don't know if it just feels like a lot of these ideas were felt improvised in a bad way. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, if you had two more seconds, <laughs> we can get into it yeah. later. But yeah, this one's yeah. just like, it's I- funny, but it could be way funnier. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, the only reason I bring up Python is because I feel like both shows have that kind of, uh, you know, sort of like ironic intellectual white guy anarchy energy. Like it's the same sort of like, you know, 
we we can just like totally break all the rules and kind of like you know keep this in sketch structure and then have our ideas be super weird so let's do that we have the show let's do that and i don't know i appreciate a glow if you didn't know they have this like they have a blackout and they usually have a runner in every episode and i like the fact that they as weird as they are they do stick to those traditions this blackout i thought you know pretty good it's interesting that like the biggest laugh is right before what they seem to consider the punchline which is gun for hire it's like they almost it felt like the structure was off in this like they they show he's the gun guy they show the carnival cart with all the hot nuts and he bikes down and then he said it just felt like it needed another rewrite maybe or something i like the premise but it's a little i don't know okay compared to their other blackouts Hmm. i like the gun for hire you like that? You like putting that line there? I don't. I yeah. like it because it brings you back to the reality of it, right? Yes, that was yeah, and that was yeah. What they, yeah. You needed that line at the end. If yeah, Amelia, any thoughts? You don't uh, have no, thoughts. <laughs> no, I don't have any thoughts. Okay, well, J- and Jared, you were talking about how they like to play with the structure. And I think the second sketch is a perfect example of that, where it starts out yeah, with these boy, two. Oh boy. They're basically playing like they're they're doing like versions of like the honeymoon or like the who are the two guys from the honeymoon? Yes. Jackie Gleason and Art Carney. That's right. And yes, yes, they're, old kind of fifty sitcom tropes. Yes. Yes, and they and they get and they encounter a gorilla. Clearly, a guy in a gorilla suit. Um, and then that quick. I say quickly well, ends, I, but it kind of took longer than it should. And then the gorilla, Kevin McDonald, takes off the gorilla gorilla mask and delivers a monologue uh, about uh gorillas what were you gonna say jared <laughs> well i was just gonna say uh you know i really loved the setup before i knew it was like a just totally you know ironic parody of these tropes and that these characters were gonna act so crazy this whole time i love it's our big break it's our big break if we fix the lights in this crazy mad scientist apartment building we're sure to be accepted in high society. I, I think this is like one of those sketches that's totally random, but it worked for me just because it was like so absurd. And I also just love how the gorilla comes and they do the mirror. Like it's like they threw in all the tropes of every sketch idea. <laughs> like them doing the mirroring with each other really made me laugh. I really liked yes. all of that. I really loved like the beginning of it i was really into it and then he took off the mask and did that monologue and i was like wow they really bailed they bailed so hard i'm not really a gorilla (laughs) i'm just actor comedian kevin mcdonald that was a bail yeah they were like we don't know what else to do so let's just talk about gorillas what the fuck? End the sketch. Don't add two minutes of monologue. It's a very Python, Monty Python way to end the sketch, I feel like, just to like start a whole other sketch, basically. I agree with that. It did seem to come a little early, though. See, like, I, I love... I thought it either came too early or too late. I thought if it, if, if they had just... If this turn had happened in the first well, minute of the sketch, it would have made more sense. Even that would have been funnier. But, oh, my God, it was such a bail. Like, they dropped all the voices. They were like, you may be excused other actor and it was like but why i was having so much fun with the first part and now you're gonna yell at me for two minutes <laughs> i hate well, I it i also thought it was a little it was a little uh you know self-serving when they 
I know it's part of the sketch, but when they said like they inter- they said their own names, McDonald, and then he introduced Foley, and they like left room for like sincere applause. <laughs> that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I thought it was a little weird. I get it's part of the joke, sort of, but like Dave Foley, everyone, Dave Foley. It's like man, oh man, this sketch is running a little long, and we're like clapping for each other. It just felt a little odd. <laughs> I mean, did you like the, because you said you liked the beginning, did you like the turn into the monologue about the gorillas? I guess I didn't like it, but I mean, I don't know, I didn't feel strongly about it. It seemed like a very them move, you know, they do this kind of thing a lot. They're always like disrupting the fourth wall or like talking about what sketch is or, you know, just like kind of undermining themselves. I think like the way Glow is describing it as a bail is like often accurate, but I also think it's their aesthetic in a way too. Yeah, and I would just say, um, maybe I wasn't clear on this, but I loved it. I thought it was very funny, <laughs> and uh, I, I understand why you didn't like it. I, I, I honestly kind of felt like uh, it was a very detached and ironic sketch to begin with, so I, right. I don't even feel like you can That's bail fair. on it because it was just so... It clearly was That's fair. Was not I mean, it's so insane. Sincere. Yeah. I did, lo- I did laugh at the end where they're applauding, like, for Sigourney Weaver. Gorillas in the Mist could gross more than $20 million at the box office and garnered Miss Sigourney Weaver her third Oscar nomination. Miss Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> they're making the audience clap for Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that I watched part. Alien I mean, last night, and I think we all should clap for Sigourney Weaver. Oh, she, yeah. She's fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give it up. What an actress. Yeah. I guess because this is my first time seeing this, I don't know their tropes or whatever. Yeah. For me, as just like watching Cold Hard Sketch, I was like, this this feels like such a bail where they already felt kind of stupid for doing it. So then they're <laughs> going to turn it into something else. Like it just felt so. <laughs> I would only say in their defense, Glow, that like if this counts as a bail, then like most of their sketches have bails in them because they Dang. often do this and like. It's a little, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you totally on this sketch. But well, I feel I like was wondering, you'll probably see a lot of it. How do you guys think they wrote this sketch? Do you think they came up with the idea? I feel like they probably came up with the idea Man. of him being a gorilla and taking off the mask and addressing the camera and then just wrote this kind of thing ahead of it. I don't know. Or maybe they combined two ideas like the Beatles often did. It's a did. tough question. It's a tough question. <laughs> I feel right, it, I feel like they were doing the sketch and they were like, I don't know, and then he takes off his mask and they were like, ha ha, yeah, let's let's run with that. That's what it felt like. It was there like, was even a, there was even a line in there about how that means by the time it took us to rehearse this sketch, Agarella was killed. Actually, no, that's not entirely true. We didn't really rehearse the sketch that long or at all, actually. <laughs> oh, it felt like a right, bail. very self-aware. Okay, well, have pride in your work. Have pride. We should move on to this, <laughs> the the third sketch, I guess. And this was a runner. We can just talk about all of these runners. That it's they're called Hey Man, Hey Man One, Two, and Three. Uh, and this is where a group of like fifty street toughs harass uh, a guy going to the office. Hey man, hey, you in the office? Here we go, man. Come on, hey man. They're just trying to get a reaction. Keep your dignity. First, we see them harassing him in the office, then in the uh, at his dinner table, and then finally at his funeral. What did you guys think of this one? I really like this. I actually, by the end, I liked it a lot. The first one, I was kind of like, oh, this is another one of their weird ideas that makes no sense. But it felt, I think. I mean, it made me laugh when they like cried over his grave. 
know. Yeah. I thought the first one, like, it was weird. It seemed like there was a setup to the joke, and the audience laughed, and they were confused when, like, it first happened. And then the first beat happened after that. Uh, and then that, I, I, you know, the joke was laid out, and it worked. And I like it. I think it's super funny. I think it's super simple, and sucker for these runners that they do i thought it was funny what'd you think glow stupid hate it the worst they bailed no they didn't bail i didn't think they bailed this didn't feel like a bail i liked it it was one it was for sure one that felt like an improv runner (laughs) in a show where it's like oh this is the thing we just do the simple thing and it was silly and stupid enough that i i liked it fine I do think it's really funny how long it takes to set up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They feel almost that's like intentional at a certain point. They go so long and, and committed the on the dinner. setup. I did... yeah. The dinner was such the a dinner. long the thing. <laughs> All right, Lisa, why don't you pass this down to your mother? Thank you. Big man's got a knife. Nice knife. Hey, you gonna use it? Huh? Huh? Gonna cut with your knife, man? Yeah. Yeah. Just ignore them. They're as frightened as we are. I liked how it was black and white and then color for the funeral. But yeah, because they were so much older. Yeah. (laughs) And they just committed to this like tone and theme that they're they're doing of like I guess it felt like. I don't know what a TV movie old like a like a Leave It to Beaver presentation at least in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I and, thought yeah. it was more like a like a, a a motorcycle gang movie from the fifties. You know, I don't I don't know what. Okay, sure. I, I right. can't think of any names. Right. Um, yeah, I like Rebel this one Without too. a Cause. Sure, like Rebel Without a Cause. Maybe I've never seen it, but <laughs> Easy Rider. What year would that come? No, out? Easy Rider's way too 80s. late. More psychedelic. Eighties, no, sixties, mm. <laughs> but. 60 so okay. that's not the kind of motorcycle gang i was thinking of but anyway jared thank grease? you for contributing. Maybe grease? I- i'm trying to help i i should probably just shut up from here on out is grease uh, grease no grease was uh set in the 50s but it was of course filmed in the late 70s uh, saturday night musical. fever <laughs> amaze getting impatient let's move on to- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <saying anything. laughs> I feel sometimes like I'm being used as like a scapegoat for your own (laughs) energy. 100%. Well, this isn't working because of a May. Let's move on. (laughs) Real quick, Die Hard. Is Die Hard a good comparison? Yes, Die Hard. That's what I was thinking of. That's perfect. Um, Well, so the next one is Citizen Kane. And this is one of their classic sketches i feel like they do this on their live shows a lot till this to this day uh this is uh where uh, Kev, uh david foley's character can't remember the name of a movie he saw last night and he keeps describing it it's clearly citizen kane you're talking about citizen kane no 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 but it's it's something like that it's it's sis 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 citizen kane psycho no, no, it's psycho. No, it isn't psycho. It's psycho. No, 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 it is psycho. <laughs> is this about a motel owner who's crazy and kills a woman in a shower? No, no, I just told you. It's about this newspaper tycoon. He had a sled named Rosebud, and uh, and they're all trying then to. Then I guess it, it wasn't and... psycho, was it? No, it wasn't psycho. It was Citizen Kane. No, it was. It, it... To me, this is like an example of the classic dynamic between Kevin. McDon- I feel like such an asshole <laughs> saying this. No, why are you an asshole? Like, what do you mean? I've been like academically describing kids in the hall sketches, but this is like the Kevin Kevin McDonald so David Foley that? dynamic. These two write wrote a lot of sketches together, and they were they were the they were the two friends in the group 
they were two friends. Everyone Bruce else hated each other. <laughs> well, they didn't get along that well, but Bruce and Kevin yeah. were two. Uh, were oh, also really? two oh, friends. And then Scott was kind of his own thing. But yeah, I mean, of course, you know, any, anytime you have like a group of people like that fighting for stage time and, and fighting for that kind of stuff, there's probably, of course, going to be tension. Uh, but yeah, Kevin and, and there was tension between Kevin and Dave in, in the later years of the show. I know this because I read the biography, but. Uh, <laughs> I thought this sketch was funny. It made me laugh. It was also just like a very clear cut sketch idea, right? Like someone just describing right. Citizen Kane and not agreeing that that's what they're describing. And I felt that's what I'm, I think that's what I meant by when I said it was like a clear, like a Kevin Dave premise, because they, they kind of do those classic sketches. This is the kind of thing where if, if we show this to one of our UCB directors, they wouldn't throw it out. Whereas the other ones, they probably would say, no, don't do this. I was just about to say, this is maybe the first, like, more of a straight ahead UCB game sketch that I've seen so far. Uh, yes. The stab is super fun. I mean, that kind of set, that's the kids in the hall element of the sketch to me, where he stabs him in the hand and they kind of just break that reality completely. You know, the fact that he doesn't react to that like he's been stabbed <laughs> both like annoys me as a writer, but also makes me laugh. And I'm kind of glad that it happened. Uh, the one problem I had, Nick, was the seemingly sincere use of the line, check please, as a blackout. <laughs> I really wondered, like, when that happened, I was like, did they start this? Did they start the cursed check please sign off joke? Well, I guess it is old enough where it, it, it may not have been hack when they did it. But I feel like now it's like a pretend joke, check please. But they purposely do hack stuff all the time. So that's why I was kind of confused. I was like, is this real yeah. hack or fake hack? Or are they the first ones to say, check please? At the end of I don't think they're the first ones. I feel like check please was in the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about the Flintstones that the show is based on way back in, you know, <laughs> the prehistoric age. <laughs> Yeah, the real Flintstones. The real Flintstones are like, check, please. (laughs) This isn't about kids in the hall, but the funniest thing about the Flintstones is the animals that say, it's a living. (laughs) It's my favorite part of the Flintstones. It did feel like they blacked out the sketch with, it's a living, like (laughs) as a real joke. (laughs) I hated the sketch. I thought it was white man nonsense. Just talking about Citizen <laughs> Kane and all that shit. I was like, oh, so if you don't know Citizen Kane, you're not going to find this sketch funny. Cool. Well, I've never seen it, so whatever. <laughs> like, it was so dumb and such a dumb thing to be annoyed at. Oh, you the <laughs> reference. The reference is wrong. It's like, oh, we're doing a whole sketch about a reference being wrong. How well, white what if- can you be? What if it were about Steven Universe? What if they didn't? I was going to ask if it was a Steven Universe sketch or a movie that you knew and liked, would that make a difference or you just don't even like the premise no matter what? Uh, I think I'm more flexible when people don't know the things I like because I know I like weird things, but I feel like oh, white. So you just think the white, whole premise is kind of fucked. Yeah, I think straight white men really love their <laughs> things and the things that they like a lot. So like, they're, so like you know, if <laughs> you're wearing fair. a t-shirt that you don't really know the band of, you're a poser or whatever. And like, <laughs> you have to like be obsessed with a thing as much as they are obsessed with a thing. And if you're not, then that's wrong. And the whole sketch is just making this guy he killed him and the, the blackout he killed him didn't he? he murdered him he said you he you mean a mortician a mortician and he stabbed him 
and then said, check, please. And he's like, well, that's on me. Another bail. <laughs> check, please. <laughs> uh, you know, and I get it. It did have game structure. I understood the premise, but I just think the premise is stupid. Um, mm. I'm not going to no, be very nice. <laughs> no, I don't care. I would be whatever you want to be. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that like even 32 years ago, uh, white men were like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me feel like did they start it did they start this like pretentious white man thing of like I and I can't imagine that to be true but like this like my references are very important to me and like if you don't know my references you're dumb it's like okay I feel like Citizen Kane I don't know I mean I, I agree with a lot of what Glow is saying about the kids in the halls humor in general I thought that the joke of the Citizen Kane was is that it's like this movie that everyone says is the best movie. Like, yeah. And it's just, I, I didn't even get the sense that they like it so much as like you couldn't mistake it for a different movie and it's really well known and that's why they chose it as opposed to like yeah. an obscure movie they really like. That's how I yeah. thought read that. It's funny. I was about to say like they should have just picked a movie like Jurassic Park or something. <laughs> I don't even know four if that years was, later. If that was out. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm trying to think of whatever whatever the example is i guess to them that was like well greece? this is the most famous movie ever i guess like, maybe that's... they should have done greece so... well but but also maybe they should have done greece. or died but i also think the joke wasn't that like uh <laughs> that he the joke was he just wouldn't admit that he didn't know the the, the name of the he wouldn't admit that, that is a joke that he know. was so stubborn yes yeah, and he yeah. kept... yes. right and like with the ambulance thing was so stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no, no. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, it did let's... feel like improv. All of this yeah. felt like improv. It might have. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's how they wrote a lot of their. I think that is how they wrote a lot of their sketches, just improvising together. And they all did start out as improvisers. Um, yeah. Like uh, in Canada. Wait, well, uh, what did you guys think of this next sketch, Contact Lenses? The sounds of squealing tires pierced the downtown core at 3 a.m. as a blue Vega peeled out of the parking lot of the 7 Eleven. Our heroes stumbled out of the doors of that fine franchise to discover that his buddies were driving away. Yeah, they were driving away and giggling. <laughs> There'd be no ride home tonight. Not on this good eve. It's a very weird Mark McKinney monologue, and I, I have to check yeah. out every time Mark McKinney is doing a monologue. I'm like, whatever, dude. He has bad vibes. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I also, I also checked out, so I fully checked out. Jared, uh, you know, Nick, I'd, 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 I'd love to back you up here. I can feel you worrying that you're going to be the only one that liked this. Um, I did not like and it. And your worries aren't. Oh, you didn't. No. Okay, good. Because I did not either. Um, I just don't get it. I mean, what was this parodying something or like the audience seemed confused, too. And also, why did they think that this scene would be funnier without us seeing any of the things he's describing? <laughs> why did we have to watch him? It seems like he's constantly his whole monologue is talking about someone else doing something in the past, I felt like. And it well, was I think like, that well, I think that what is this? What is the point of this? I think he he was satirizing a certain type of person that he was talks this I, way. I, uh, it speaks this way. And about... that must have been more of a thing when this episode aired. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wrote down, not sure what this is satirizing. But I, yeah, but I, right. I, I assume it had to be a parody of something. Yeah. Or a parody or at least like a, a take on at a certain type of... At least referring to something. Like a take yes, on a certain yes. type of person. Um, yes. 
I think this is yes. a point in the episode where I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this at all. It, it's like <laughs> when I really was like, there, I'm not going to find a thing that I like about this show. Because it's funny. This was really the only stinker to me. I mean, I, I don't I don't I didn't really have any others that I flat out didn't like other than this one. Yeah. Really? I don't know. No, I just, it's OK, Glow. You can flat out yeah. not like any of them. I, I was just saying. I really wanted to like it. I was excited. I did like the intro. Like the energy was really fun up top. But I, I there, this one I was just like, what is he talking about? And then like the the blackout being contact lenses. It was a it was a disturbing <laughs> picture he described. He sat down among the smells and the garbage, and he took out his contact lenses. <laughs> he had no comforting saline solution to cushion the blow. He owned no contact lens carrying case. He didn't even have any fingers. He gouged the lenses out of his eyes with his thumbs. And grabbing a handy rusty tin can, he spit in it until it was full of Mother Nature's own preservative. And he dropped the lenses in. Bad vibes. I, I, I don't know what he was getting at. I, 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 I thought it was something to do with like uh, somebody trying to make the, the modern urban world seem more dangerous than it is but I, but i'm not exactly yeah. sure what he, what was going on yeah i mean i don't think any of us got it or we just got it and i mean like I, I'll, i'm with you guys i tuned out and i meant to go back and rewatch it again and i just forgot about it um, can we just play a random little phrase in the middle of it and see what he says like oh like yeah one of course sentence. just click somewhere randomly in the middle of the sketch i forgot that we could do that here okay let's listen to a little bit Bretton burped a sickly sweet burp of 7-eleven cola Thank God I'm not a diabetic! He screamed. And then he headed north. Pause, Nick. Pause. Pause. Into the alleyway. Pause. What, what, like, what is that? Like, why are people laughing at that? What, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just, like, literally trying to get the joke. Well, I mean, I don't think that was a big joke. A big, there wasn't a big laughter break there. But I, I think, I think it is just him being melodramatic about, about just, uh, about something that's not melodramatic. About modern, yeah, about modern urban life. That's, that's Getting my a soda, thing. dealing with your contact lenses, just d- making a big deal out of little deals is the game. Yeah. Maybe it's supposed to be like a film noir narrative, you know, like where you got the PI like talking about every little thing that's happening to them as an inner monologue. It's so badass, and this guy's just like a dork. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, mm. he, we're definitely supposed to mm. take this guy as, as kind of a dork, I think, but... Yeah, I, I, oh man, the fucking ham let's, sketch. Let's talk about this sketch. Okay, this one's called <laughs> what Salty the Ham. Fuck, you guys oh, liked I this. this? Was a good one. Well, I love. This I did. One. I thought this was a good scene. I thought it was a good scene. This, this first one. of all, this reminds me of my parents. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. In what way, Nick? Just my dad being very, uh, uh, just a lot of arguing, I guess, and uh, mm. being like you know a lot of yelling and and uh, being upset about oh, little no. things, you know. Gordon. What are you doing up, hon? It's after two o'clock in the morning. It's that salty, bloody ham. The ham we had at dinner? Yes, was there another ham? You didn't like it. No, I didn't like the ham, dear. It was a little bit salty, thanks. Well, you certainly wolfed enough of it down. I guess I didn't 
like them yelling at each other so much. But it also seemed to go through many stages. Like there were moments where the joke was that he got so sick. There's this, this. <laughs> I mean, does it end up that they're their mother and son? No, yeah. no, no. He calls her mother because oh. like, like, you know, the way like a uh, weird parents call each other. Oh, you can tell I was not like really. <laughs> That's my parents. <laughs> it was like a very, very long. Weird as hell. Day. Still do it to this day. Like, didn't it feel like it had different like acts? <laughs> it was so long. I was acts. really digging it. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really digging it. And then it, it, at a certain point you were like, oh, this is this is going on. Far too long. <laughs> that does kind of happen with their scenes. Unfortunately, their best scenes, really, is I think they get a sense that it's working, and then they just don't want to stop, and then they go far too long. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, but I liked a lot of these lines. I mean, do you mind if I run through some of my favorites yeah, here? Sure, uh, we have um, ham is a salty food. It's not like porridge or toast or a pear. I know that ham is in porridge. Or a toast or a pear. <laughs> that was very funny. They really love pears. Pears are a humorous fruit to them. Pears show up a lot, right? That's a very recurring uh, <laughs> motif, I guess. Um, there's one line he said, Christ, I work hard all day. I expect a normal ham meal, not, not voodoo pork. <laughs> I just think this is funny. Um, <laughs> and besides, it was a long time ago. That was when we lived in the blue house, remember? I like I wrote that down too. Very I wrote down great specifics. I like that, the blue house, and then and then uh at one point Bruce McCullough gesturing to the picture of, of Dave Foley on the side table and saying something about it. Go tell to your rock star son. Which I thought <laughs> just like really painted this picture of this like lived in family with this kid who played music and the dad was unhappy about it. You know, it's just I don't know. I felt the whole thing, the whole thing felt me, very felt, lived in and, and realistic to me. I agree with that. Very lived in. It felt like a second city scene that was just like kind of two characters just being themselves. And there wasn't as much concern with game or, you know, heightening it super quick. But I enjoyed a somewhat grounded relationship without this kind of heavy irony that they always seem to love, like layer onto everything. It felt just like a funny. Can, can I read to you guys to a, a little bit from the biography where, where Bruce McCormick yeah. talks about the scene? Uh, this, is, this is Bruce McCullough yes. talking. Bruce plays uh, the dad, and Scott Thompson plays the mom. So, And their named, uh, names are Gordon and Fran. So, the mushroom pork tirade and salty ham was the kind of thing dad would rant about at my poor mother after a bad dinner, says McCullough. When we played Gordon against Fran, it was probably one of the most interesting and exciting writing moments Scott and I ever had. We'd look at each other and think, I can play my dad and you can play your mom. We knew that if we mined these half-remembered transcripts from our lives, it was going to be really funny. It was all kind of a comic snapshot of the hell I had lived through as a boy. But yeah, that's basically what I want to say. Like, it, it, what I wanted to read from there. It's just, uh, it's based on their lives. The so two his dad's them. like your dad. His dad's like my dad, and Scott's mom is like my mom. And uh, yeah, they just kind of. You're like the combination if they themselves had children. <laughs> I mean, that's so sweet of you to say. <laughs> I think. No, it's not, of course. I. Not enjoyed when she was giving him the recipe. I didn't do anything different. I went down to Dietrich's and I picked myself up a choice six pound Virginia ham. Did you drop it in salt on the way home perhaps? No, I basted it with a mustard glaze. Then I put maraschino cherry and pineapple spears in it and popped it in a 350 degree oven for two hours. Was it a bargain ham? Help me out here, honey. Did you stuff the ham with salt? Oh, Gordon, no. You can't stuff a ham, silly. There's no hole to stuff. 
You stuff a turkey, not a ham. Well, I suppose you could stuff a whole pig. Oh, sure. But I wouldn't want to have to cook a whole no. pig. I wouldn't know how. Christ. Barbara would know. I'll call her. If the whole sketch was them talking about how she could have improved upon the dinner, and then at the end been like, okay, next time I'll make it that way. Or whatever. You know, like, that would have been funny. This is just him yelling at her. And you saying that about, like, it's like home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't she does hear kind of, people. She kind of fights she, back at the end, which I I liked, too. But, but yeah, I, I hear you. And, and I did like the end, too, where she calls up her friend and asks her about Cooking a whole pig. That was a fun call. Her friend got kicked out of her house, too, for bad dinner. Yes. So the person who she keeps asking for advice is, like, giving her bad advice. And all these women keep getting kicked out of their homes for <laughs> bad dinners. Yeah. I don't think it's that she, her friend is giving her bad advice. It's just that they're both in terrible relationships. Uh, <laughs> oh, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> is, well, can, can comedy not be about sad stuff, Chloe? I think it can be, but where's the joke? That's fair. I think Glow it has an issue with the fact that it's a fighting scene, and that is not necessarily funny if they're just arguing with each they're other. They're just arguing with each other. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I really, really liked it when they were talking about the recipe or talking about, like, even the ham sandwich lines. Like, well, I guess I won't make you your ham sandwich. And like, even if he would have fought back, of like, you, you gotta make it for me. Like, that would have been funnier than him being like, no, I don't want it because you're bad at pork. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're just a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, it's like, well, ham sandwiches are okay because you, you don't cook it. And as long as you don't cook it, then it's fine. It's like, like, even talking about the rules of like, what pork she can use would have been funnier than just being like, you suck, you suck, you suck, which is like, Ugh. <laughs> just mean. <laughs> I did like there was some joke in there about, uh, like, you know, feel free to take some dessert, although it was next to the pork in the fridge, so there might have been some salt transference. <laughs> that was kind of a joke that I feel like I would strive to come up with. Yeah, I mean, that, I yeah, liked that. Like that. That was for being sassy. <laughs> I thought there for a second they were going to fuck, and I was into it, <laughs> but then he wanted just dessert. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean that's and there was that a slur, was like slur in there too for good measure, right? Oh, that's kind of oh the, yeah, there was a slur in there. I forgot to. Yeah, yeah. They often they often tread in those totally offensive, terrible areas. So it's a living. It's a living. <laughs> Shitting out my mouth into my own butt. It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hey, that's the last. I mean, there was one more sketch in the show, but it was the funeral sketch that we already talked about. So, that's, yeah. how long? I, I'm curious how long this sketch was. It's just so fucking long. That is it, like ten so minutes long? long. Jesus Christ! So it's about seven minutes long. Wow! Oh my that's God! <laughs> wow! I got must have been eight or nine pages. I bet that they talked them down. It was probably like an entire episode. <laughs> For me, it flew by. I loved it. Kids in the hall present. A special episode, the ham scene. <laughs> well, these two will these two will be back. Fran and Gordon are, are recurring characters on the show. I think those are, they're the only two recurring characters on the show that, in this episode, except unless you count the gunslinger, who will be back for Gunslinger One. <laughs> what are you going off of on those titles again, Nick? You said just Wikipedia, right? Yeah, but so when you say Gunslinger Two, 
That's what they call. That's what they call nonsense, or no? That's what they called on Wikipedia, and I was like, "Why is that?" And then I looked at it, and there's a Gunslinger one later in the series, and I think it's because they shot. They probably shot Gunslinger one first, and then they. I'm Uh, guessing they shot these like uh, these cold opens. uh, Just you know, later on, they didn't really worry about what order they went in, and then just kind of placed them as they went as as they needed to be there. Uh, Did they shoot these in front of audiences? Yeah, I mean, some there are there are some film sketches like. I, the gunslinger one obviously was filmed uh but i think i think all the rest in this episode were filmed and were shot oh and the hayman stuff the the uh runner that they did that that was obviously filmed maybe this is a lame observation but i do feel like as someone who's an avid snl watcher there's something about a live sketch show on tape where i just feel like it sometimes just doesn't feel right or it saps the energy out of it and that, that extends to python and mad tv and Chappelle show and like everything i mean like sometimes i just feel like if you're watching something clearly on stage and clearly with an audience and it's taped in advance it just loses some of the fun for me well, what do you mean by taped in advance I, ju- I just mean tape not live i mean not live i mean but isn't this live and there's an audience watching i mean it's shot live to tape i guess well, you mean that it's, it's not shot live to tape so how is that different from watching snl being shot on tv well because that's actually live they beam that out to people there's a delay to make sure people don't you know say fuck or whatever but i mean it's a live telecast whereas this is this is just not they they air it after they shoot it i guess i just feel like it's i i, I it depends on how you disagree shoot it because i think also snl like does stop and it does like two versions of the show and I- that's true I guess I'm like, if they stop in the middle and reshoot sketches in front of the same audience, then I guess that's a little different, but ultimately it seems like the same thing to me. Do you feel that way about, um, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. No, about uh, uh, sitcoms that are recorded live. Like, do you no, feel that way about because... like home improvement? Yeah, you a big home yeah I did my sitcoms live. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I, I think there's something about sketch glows you were alluding to earlier at the top of the show where you were saying, you know, it's a different acting style. You got to present yourself differently. It's a different vibe. It's a different thing from normal acting. And I don't know that energy of thinking, well, they had to just put this costume on and run in here and do this. And the entrance had to be nailed perfect for the first time. And I don't know, there's something about sketch where it's like, if I don't have that in my, the back of my mind, that energy that's going on around it. Uh, it kind of sometimes falls flat to me. Uh, sitcoms, I just accept that where they're constructing this whole. I mean, I think that's probably. I think that's. Narrative. I think that's because you you've seen so much live sketch comedy, and right, most, most people mean, probably haven't. Yeah, uh, you know, we would go to see live sketch comedy all the time in New York, uh, but uh, but to a May's point, it's 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 all pretended in my head. I mean, it's, it's stupid. I mean, what most <laughs> well, people watch no, of SNL is like on YouTube and it's taped and it's bullshit anyway. So it's, you know, I don't think we really know though, how they film this. Like I'd like to know how it worked with the audience because me too. Some of the sketches, it seems like very obvious that they're hoping to make, include the audience. And then other times I'm like, are they being forced to watch this over and over and over? Yeah. I'm like, well, I, I know right. I, I know uh, how they shot the pilot, at least, was very much like SNL. I mean, it, it's produced by Lorne Michaels, and he kind of insisted they do it the same way they do SNL, where they would record everything, record one show, then uh, change out the audience and record the show again. Uh, you know, no, like, edits during the show or anything, just record it live to tape. Uh, I mean, Oh, it, wow. So maybe I'm dead wrong. So maybe then it is like 
very much like that. Like they are there. It's all one take. All these sketches. Yeah, at least that's at least that's how the pilot was shot. I assume that's. I think I assume they carried that same spirit over to this to this version. I mean, it, it definitely feels oh. like a shot live to me. Before we end the show, I wanted to ask Lo: Was there anything that like this show? Because I know she didn't like it, and that's totally fair. But I'm like, did it make you think anything about sketch that you hadn't thought about in a while, or like whatever something you missed? something you want to see more of yeah i i it made me miss sketch in general just because like i don't think there's any sketch shows on right now other than snl uh i think you should leave uh, coming back Uh, i know i'm excited about that um see like i think you should leave is random for the sake of of like the sketch and i do you like oh so you like that show i love i think you should leave it's to me it's like jazz It's no, sketch jazz. It. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like hits. It's it's funny because it hits the notes. It's about the jokes you don't hear. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I shouldn't compare a white. Is man that true, to, or do you just like saying that? I, I shouldn't compare a white man to like <laughs> like a black art form. Oh, you but, you would have hated that's right. You're you're la la landing it. <laughs> you would have hated the pilot episode the of Kids in the Hall, or the <laughs> where there was literally a white man playing a black. Blues, blues musician, not jazz musician. I guess. Oh no! Oh my god! I, I like that was I the used second to episode, love the state. Not the pilot. That's right, the second episode. It made me think of the state in a way, like, and I used to love the state. Yes. But I wonder if I were were to watch the state now, if I'd feel the same. Because the state would do random things too. Like there was like a sketch where they were delivering tacos or something, and then like yeah, mailman, taco the mailman. End, the, at the end of that sketch, like the mailbox just walks away, and I mean that's funny, <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't know. They are similar. They are they do look and feel. Similar. Well, I, I think the state is much more childish and random than the kids and all, to be honest, and like less. Well, has I less to say, say about I think you should leave. Is that the name of the sketch show? Yeah. 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 Tim Robinson. Yeah. Everyone was just like absolutely losing their shit over this show. So I here we go. (laughs) Bring it home. Amay. Why does Tim Robinson suck? (laughs) No, I thought a lot of the sketches were really funny, but I also think like speaking of the SNL effect, I think that like Mm -hmm. we become used to sketch shows that are being filmed live. And so there's like a roughness to them and an awkwardness to them and like a, pr- a limit to production values unless they're doing one of their like music videos or something. So I think a lot of these sketches got carried by the weight, like the quality of their production, right? And like the quality of the actors in them. Like, I mean, what is that funeral sketch in there where it's just like, oh, uh, a guy who plays the piano at a funeral, but he's being goofy. Like if you brought that sketch in. Like- <laughs> oh, Fred Willard. I love Fred Willard. <laughs> I know, but he's amazing. He's so funny. But also you I have that sketch. You have the power of like editing on your side, like you have like it just completely changes how we receive sketch to watch something that's filmed. um, Yes, in that way. Well, Uh, that's what he does. Well, I mean, like specifically, that's what Tim Robinson does. They overwrite everything and they overshoot everything, and then they cut it in the final form, and that's what makes it so good. They like condense it, and that's what this show needs. It needs like a. Well, I guess you're just judging sketches by different standards then, because I think like if these show if these <laughs> sketches, some of them were like edited and like shot at really high production value, and Fred Willard was in them, like they would <laughs> probably like do a lot better. <laughs> Editing controls a lot of our perception of humor. I think like the smash cut is there for a reason. Like you know, cut to whatever 
that is very powerful in comedy. Um, juxtaposition is very powerful in comedy. It's just easier to do those things if you're editing a sketch very intensely versus like doing it on a weird stage in front of a live studio you, audience. You, you find it cheap, Amay, the kind of like, like screen cutting in the middle of a scream or something, or you, you find that cheap? Is that what you mean? No, I think it's funny, but it's like a different thing. Like, I don't know if it's fair to be like, compare, I think you should leave to a sketch show that's filmed mostly in front of a live audience on a stage. It's just like has sure. different strengths to it. Is Kids in the Hall a, like written and is it like, or is it improvised? Are they improvising on stage? <laughs> no, it's written. It is written. You know it's written. It's all written. <laughs> It's all written. And some of it is shot the same way I think you should leave a shot, you know, like uh, on location uh, yeah, and edited. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Amay. They are very different types of shows. But although Kids and All does get into that style as well. Yeah. Overall, it's a fun show and it, it probably just needs a little bit more. I'll probably like it when I watch. If I watch like the later episodes, I'd probably enjoy it more. You don't have to but- like it, Chloe. It's fine. in a fucking vacuum this episode i was like oh my god what the fuck (laughs) well i gotta say that last sketch is brutal to go through if you've never like (laughs) i i didn't know anything about them and man just yelling about how salty the ham is for seven minutes i'm like what what are we doing (laughs) they are unapologetic in being themselves i mean like they will not <laughs> it is this it is a very consistent tone to me i even after three or four episodes i guess whatever we've watched it uh yeah if you don't like it <laughs> you're not going to i don't think unless nick is what you're saying comes true they really start to you know put some great shit together in the later well season. we'll find out as we go along but uh Chloe, thanks for talking to us about kids and thanks for watching the show that you didn't like and then talking to us about <laughs> it uh is there anything you want to plug or anything like that not really cool. <laughs> i have no plugs <laughs> follow me on you on youtube on twitter uh at Gil glow but I, I barely even tweet anymore so <laughs> send me money on venmo <laughs> yeah <laughs> at young at yo glow underscore <laughs> Wow, I never heard someone do that. Just plug, just ask for money in the plug section of the podcast. I don't know. I'm being wild. <laughs> hey, you don't get what you don't ask for, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. I guess we should all sign off. Yeah, that's right. And thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Glow. It was really fun. Of course. Thank you, Glow. And we'll Bye. crush your heads later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>